Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 104. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jumanji mm. Tedris. Adam Jumanji in the house. Yes. That is a, uh, a reference to a movie that I was thinking about today. Really? Well, if you if you imply the original Jumanji. Okay, that's not what that, we're talking Not about. the second one. Not was the, it the second one remake. It was. It second was kind of. I think it was like the second one. It was a sequel because they found the game. That's right. I was thinking about that today. But it was like a video game. It wasn't a video game at first. No, it was so a board is, game. So in this the is like a. Oh yeah. Okay. So they address. Wait a minute. Mm. Hold on. So Let's just crack right into it. Did they address this? Yeah. 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 They yeah. They did. They did. In the in the new movie. Spoilers. <laughs> I guess. Just trying to help people out here. <laughs> in the new, Spoilers in for the new Jumanji, movie. the new John, the, not with, the Robin Williams John, the Kevin Hart Rock John. That's right. The Jack Black one. Uh, it was a funny movie, too. In, the, in that movie, in the very beginning of the movie, it's a board game that's washed up on the beach, and you can hear the drums, and then mm-hmm. somebody collects it, that kid in the 80s, collects it, brings it back home, mm-hmm. and zap. Mm-hmm. Zip, zap, zap. Right. And then later... I think that game is in his room and transforms into a game cartridge or it something. Transforms, yeah, because the kid it gets it, with the times. It was the eighties, and it, and the kid had like uh, uh, video game posters and video game stuff on his walls. And I so think you're telling me the game is self aware. It yeah, it it's changes. Like, I am out. I am it out can of adapt. Date. So what? Wait, question, Octavius. Okay. What would when Jumanji? Does, what form would Jumanji take now in the year of our Lord two thousand nineteen? Fortnite. Bitcoin. I was looking for it. Actually, it would probably be Fortnite. Fortnite. Yeah. That sucks. That's right. bull. I don't want that. I mean, listen. That's bull. What do you want? Throw me back to the time when Jumanji would have been a Zune, a Microsoft Zune. First of all, most people who listen to this probably don't even remember Zune. Yeah. And if they do, they're probably like, oh, you mean that trash thing that tried to like compete with an iPod? That's right. Yeah. That's you one. had a Zune? No, I didn't have a Zune. I, I worked at GameStop. Uh, around the time that those were coming of, out. You've had some jobs. I've had some jobs, man. Steve Jobs. Mm. Uh, I worked at GameStop around that time and people would trade in their Zunes mm. because it was only good for so long. I, I, it was like this counterculture I thing. trade the Zune in yeah. oh. for a new cartoon in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh-huh. That's the, we were, that's that's the, the Action, bon- that's action, the action Bronson, Bronson flow. Action Bronson doing a commercial for the Zune. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just got the new Zune too. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's immaculate. It's immaculate. Matches with the FUBU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Action Bronson presents that FUBU collab with Zune. That's right. Who doesn't want that? Uh, me. I don't want that. I, want that. I don't want that. Zune and Action Bronson and we, FUBU. Why? What are we talking collaborate? about? The, we're know. talking about what's top of the head. It's freestyle. Uh, I don't know why we even waste our time. We have so much to talk it's about. Three weeks it's been. Thank it's we, been a little we, Thank you for your patience and we apologize for, you know... Leaving you for so long, but mm-hmm. there's been some little junto, little juntos out there. Your boy had to go to the Dominican Republic. You were out there. I was out there. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out in uh, uh, Juan Dolio. Or at, while huh? I was out there, I was calling it Juan Dolio, trying to represent uh, that. Like ah, uh, John Tolio. <laughs> you know I got the holy flow. Just action bronze just gonna jump in here and there. The spirit of action bronze is like taking <laughs> over your body. He just shows up. Mm-hmm. You got to believe that that's how Bronson gets his bars together. I believe that. Just slice the salami on the pizza. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I imagine. I contend. Bro, if you ever, if you do listen to Action Bronson, yeah, he is hilarious. But it's a, it's trivial shit. He's just he's just spitting about the most trivial stuff. I like it. It's probably very difficult to have a conversation with Action Bronson because <laughs> he gets off on a tangent. And the Action, what, what kind of pizza you want? I don't know. Whatever, man. Put some truffle on. Truffle oil on the pizza. Uh, can we yeah. just not do it this time, Action? Not possible, baby. <laughs> okay. All right. People All right. love this. I'm going to just order it on Grubhub. We don't need to talk about that. Yeah. I'm going to do well. it by myself. So we got a lot to go through. Yes, sir. Um, what in the world is going on on Everything. A lot of things. We can run through some stuff. Ben Affleck has officially said he's done. He's out. And there's all kinds of conversations about who's going to play, you know, Batman next. People talking about Army Hammer Mm -hmm. is going to play him. People are talking about who's the guy who did Twilight? Don't know. The main vampire dude from Twilight? Oh, yeah. He played uh, the guy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, him. <laughs> They're talking about him possibly. Who do you want to see? Man, what is this podcast? It, this is what's these, going on. On the I know. Internet. I'm just thinking to myself, like, I I can't even be held responsible to know the name of these actors, and I should. I should. I you mean, you turn you to this show. You don't have to know the guy's name because you can look on IMDb like I'm doing. Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of the people they're saying might play Batman. Okay. Um, what are you thinking? Who do you got? Who you cast? Who you fan casting for Batman now that? Affleck has officially said, I'm out. I'm done. I don't I don't know. Do you care? I, I do care. I do care. It, I don't know what it is. I have this mental block. I just can't see it until it has been shown to me. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I saw recently that uh, uh, someone tweeted, hear me out. The dude from uh, Crazy Rich Asians no. would be a great Bruce. And I thought, that's interesting. No. And I don't know. I just Bruce Wayne. I just is a I rich guess, white guy. I know. I know. I know. We've covered this. He's not a crazy rich Asian. We, I don't know. I mean, maybe for all I know, he wears the cowl. Well, who, who we is that under know. there? We do know that Bruce. Unless you're going to change the entire thing, mm. you can't just make him Asian and leave everything the same. Who do you have? Who do you have somebody on? When your mind? I heard Army Hammer, I was like, I can see that. Okay. And you know, Army Hammer was once going to play. Batman when they were doing Justice League back in the day a while ago. No, I did not know that. Yeah, they had him casted and all kinds of stuff. They were going to do a Justice League movie before the the one we knew about. Yeah, I can see it. I can yeah. see Army Hammer. He's doing tall. It. I think he's like 6'5", 6'6", 205 pounds. Yeah. He's a big dude. Yeah. You know? So, I could see him I could see him playing Batman. My man's only 32. He could be Batman. I mean, Batman is like what? Eternally thirty three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many times has he been dumped into the Lazarus pit? Yeah, he's yeah, he's probably thirty three forever. That is what it is. Right. So we got we got that. Uh, I don't really know if I have a, have an opinion too much because with what's going on with DC right now, it's kind of like, well, you tell me what you're doing. And I guess that's the question. What is going on with DC? I just read. That Aquaman 2 is definitely happening, mm-hmm. and it has a release date, mm-hmm. and then I discovered that they're making a spinoff movie. What's this? Entirely about the trench. I don't understand. The spooky part of okay. Aquaman. So it's evidently- not, It's not an Aquaman movie, it's a spinoff? A spinoff in the Aquaman- Universe? Aquaverse? Aquaverse? That's right. Say it with me. Aquaverse. Okay. In the Aquaverse, they're doing a spinoff 
I don't know about the trench. I will say that I thought was one of my favorite parts of the movie was they, they go to the trench and it was spooky, scary, mm-hmm. and they had those like zombie fish people. Mm-hmm. That was neat. I like that. I don't know if it's neat enough to spend an entire film there. I guess we'll have to see what happens. We are going to see. But yeah. that's that. all of this comes back to the central question. What is DC doing? They're putting out a Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie, and they're putting out uh, Matt Reeves' The Batman, mm-hmm. which I just saw was going to have the, the rumors, rumors that there's going to be around four villains at least in it. Okay. So we'll see. Well, I mean... DC had a pretty good. It's got it's got some things coming up. We'll just have to see what's up next. Yeah, staying with the trailers. Did you mm-hmm. see the Child's Play trailer? No, no, no. Are you a Child's Play fan? No. Are you scared of it? No. Give me more questions. So, what are your feelings about no. Child's Play? Is this just not something that you <laughs> no. ever spend any time with? You know, I I have I have a weird negative association with the Child's Play movies. Okay, talk to me. It is because of my next door neighbor when I was growing up. You were scarred. Who loved. Chucky and he had a Chucky doll mm-hmm. and he would just have it all the time and I just thought it was weird like it's just a weird thing to ha- I have my Ninja Turtles I have my uh, uh, Street Sharks mm-hmm. I have my Spawn toys mm-hmm. but this dude would always come to the playground to a friend's house with his Chucky doll and is it, it a like, my buddy uh, yeah it was my buddy but I had it was, a my buddy but it was like a creepy you know that's not a nasty looking one that's a Chucky right I didn't like that and mm-hmm. I, and I think. The movie just had this tinge on it after that. And I just thought of my my old neighbor, Steve Rivera. Steve Rivera. Is Shout the- out to you, Steve. You ruined it. <laughs> you made it weird. And uh, uh, yeah, I, don't, I just never became a fan. Mm-hmm. So I've seen all of the films, good or bad. I don't know. I've seen them all. But I can't say that it is a franchise I have any love for. Mm. Okay. You? Well, I mean, I'm going to go see it. Mm. I remember seeing it when I was younger. I remember being like... Like, nervous about it, but not like, oh, I'm terrified by this. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm going to see it more so because it's coming. Yeah. More than... And, and I'm also I'm also pretty excited about um, who's the main uh, actress in it. Um, you in this see, new one. Yeah, you didn't, see, you didn't see the trailer. What's her name? She was in... Um, oh, uh, Aubrey Plaza. Mm. She's in it. I love Aubrey so Plaza. So she's like a good weird. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Agreed. She's like got that odd weirdness that she brings to whatever she's in yeah i'm like she's interesting i think she's one of the highlights of the show legion yeah even when i don't know what's going on with legion i just really enjoy watching are you still there with legion like you haven't decided to see what's happening no idea i i I made my way through the second season of that show Mm -hmm. no idea first season was good i feel like i understood it yeah i didn't get through the second season not because i had a problem but i just kind of like Drifted away to something else. Something to be said, man. It it didn't capture my attention. Seems mm-hmm. like it didn't necessarily keep you for an entire episode at a time every week. Mm-hmm. There's something to be said for that. Right. Whatever. More trailers. More trailers. Aladdin. We're behind. So we got to come back yeah. around to this. We- I forget that we haven't talked about this. because Blue Smith. Because our avatars have. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, they've had little Juntos, but we haven't had full Juntos. That's right. Yeah. So the fresh Blue Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> we talked about this. <laughs> Slightly. Your feelings about your man, West Philadelphia, born and raised inside of a lamp, apparently. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. In a lamp is where I spent most of my days. Apparently. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What have you, from what you've seen, you've seen them talk to you about the diamond in the rough. But yeah. Then we got Will or Genie. Mm -hmm. What do you got? 
I I don't know if this is a hot take because I've spent long enough to think about whether or not this is how I feel. So it's not that hot. Come it's, off the top this rope, is a, Adam. This is a lukewarm take. Come off the top rope. Do your thing. I'm not interested in the live action versions of these Disney cartoons because the classic films are still so good. Mm-hmm. With exception to a movie that I don't think can necessarily be called live action, the upcoming Lion King. That's not really live action. That's like a new version of animation. Yeah. And granted, there's a lot of animation, a lot of CG, a lot of effects in all of these movies. The Beauty and the Beast that they did, the uh, upcoming Aladdin, or some of the other ones that they've done, the like live action Jones. They're doing a Mulan. Mulan coming out. I I, I don't have a lot of interest because the, the classic animated film still has a spot in my heart. And I think... If I were raising a kid, if I mm. am sharing these movies with my nieces, my nephew, right. uh, I, I would want to, I would want to show them the original, the source material. Mm. Because look, Blue Smith is not doing it for me. Tell me why. <clears throat> it, we only saw a trailer. Yes, I, I can only extrapolate out from that. Mm-hmm. But when I think of the genie. The genie in my mind is this slapsticky approach, almost like the mask. Yes. You know, where yes. it's just like he could just do whatever, break the fourth wall, reference stuff that's happening in the mm-hmm. world, crazy mm-hmm. voices. Robin Williams owns it. Yes. Did it. This is a Ro- Aladdin, uh, you know, I'll, I'll come off the top rope on this one. Aladdin is a Robin Williams movie. Yeah, it feels that way. Without Absolutely. Robin Williams, it ain't the same. It's, I mean, sure, like Aladdin. And the princess, you know, you kind of followed it, but like the big personalities are Jafar and Genie. Mm. You know what I mean? Sure. So yeah. when you when you cast Will Smith to be Genie, in a sense, if you're doing if you're doing a live action, you kind of go, hey, you're going to carry this movie the way Robin Williams carried this movie. Mm. You're going to bring the personality and the life and the comedy to this movie in the same way. Now. I'm not saying Will Smith can't do that. Yeah. I just don't know that I saw that in that clip, which no. is fine. No, I, I don't see that in that clip. The magic for me is not there. It just looks goofy. And for, for me, one of the things that I'm thinking about is the transformation of, say, the actor who played Thanos in Avengers Infinity War. Yes. Brolin. Josh Brolin. So they do enough work on Brolin's face and body and everything. So it's not just purple Brolin. Mm-hmm. You know, the pieces are there. Mm-hmm. You see his likeness, right. but there's enough you happening. You can see the pores in Thanos' skin. Yeah. yeah, but there's enough happening that's transformed him right. into being a different entity. Yes. I don't see the same treatment in the trailer uh, with regard to the genie. Right. Because it just looks like Blue Will Smith. Yeah. It's straight up. It, it's, it doesn't... I don't... As I look at the animation, I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. He just it, looks blue. It, it kind of doesn't look right. It kind of looks like his body is moving one way and his face isn't matching the movement of his body. Mm. You know? Now, that's a trailer. That might not be the final animation. They might do some more revisions and go around it a couple more times. Yeah, sure. But I don't have a problem with Will Smith. I'm interested in seeing what no, Will I Smith love brings Will. to it. I, when I saw it, though, I was kind of like, is that the final, is that his final form? You know, yeah. is that like what we're going with? Because it looked a little weird. 
Agreed. And we've seen two versions of this now. We've seen the one that is not blue. Right. Where he's just like sitting and chilling and talking to Aladdin. Mm -hmm. I think we saw that. Photos. Photos in a magazine. And then we've seen this one. Neither of them I'm impressed by. There might be a whole lot more underneath this, buried under the sand, like treasure. Who knows? We'll have to wait until the movie comes out. But right now, I'm not stoked. And it's got me reflecting on the fact that Disney is giving this treatment to almost all of their classic movies. Yeah. And I'm like, ah. I don't think I've mine. seen one. I don't think I've watched one of the live action The other one I thought of is Jungle Book. Have you seen Jungle Book? I'm not know. in a rush to see it because no. it's kind of like, well, okay. Yeah, whatever. Sure. I think Aladdin, whichever one comes first, Aladdin or Lion King, are probably going to be the first ones that I actually go see. Sure. Like, go out of my way to go see them. And even with that, I'm not stoked in like, oh, I got to go like I am with a lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, if I don't see it opening night, I'll be okay. Yeah. I agree. Uh, If we're going to keep on trailers, a new trailer came out for Detective Pikachu. You know good and well. I know good and well. I have not seen that. My hand to the blackout congregation. Mm-hmm. I understand that you have not seen that. Correct. Uh, have you seen any of the reactions? Yours, the group, the group text mm-hmm. reaction, which I was like, they showed too much. You said they showed too much in the trailer, and I'm like, I don't know why y'all keep doing that. <laughs> well, you know what they well, gonna uh, do? Right. So okay, in this particular particular circumstance, let me explain. This particular, this particular circumstance. Uh, let me explain. All right. The principle of watching this one, beyond any other Blackout Congregation uh, 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 principle, the principle behind this is you got to catch them all, okay? You got to catch them all. They're Pokemon. And I'm trying to catch as many as I can. Catch as many trailers? That's right. What are you doing? Because they they got more Pokemon in this one. You don't need to know all of this. They've got great stuff in this. What I want to point out. Okay. In, in this trailer, the thing that folks are reacting to, and I'm, I won't give you any plot details or spoilers, but Pikachu done said a cuss word. Nice. Yeah. What did he say? I think Deadpool has gotten to him. <laughs> you know? He broke the thr- right. he broke through the fourth wall and into that's, the Pika, Pikaverse. Yes. He broke po- into the, the Pikaverse. The Pokeverse. He broke into the Pokeverse. Uh, so Deadpool... Ryan Reynolds. Right, yeah. Ryan same, Reynolds same guy. is doing the voice. Yeah. And uh, there is a scene in the trailer in which Pikachu yells, Get me the hell out of here! That's the problem. And everybody's just like, oh. Hell? That's it. AC double hockey sticks. And he also takes a crack at himself again okay. for being the Green Lantern. Because apparently really? Detective Pikachu is addicted to caffeine. Okay. And there's a scene in which he orders a coffee and he orders it, and I quote, Black as Night, mm. which is a part of the Green Lantern Oath. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, there's good work here. After seeing this, I'm more hype than I was. I'm very excited. Are really? you in any way excited to see Detective Pikachu? I'm going to see it, but it's kind of like, all right. Really? Sure. I'm not, because I didn't, I didn't really, like, spend my time with Pokemon. Yeah. I didn't grow up with that. You gotta catch them all, Hawk. Well, I'm gonna catch this movie. <laughs> I will catch that. Yeah. You know? You but... know they announced a new Pokemon game this morning? No. It is... Is it gonna have people walking up the side of the sidewalk getting <laughs> car access? <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Are they going to have people walking in the walls? All right. Trying yeah. to catch all these concussions? All right. <laughs> catch these oncoming traffic? Yeah, you know I mean? This is a throwback to back when we would only talk about Pokemon Go. For full episodes. And the odd things that people would do while playing Pokemon Go. No, they announced two new like full Pokemon games, mm-hmm. which will be on the Nintendo Switch. It was a delightful morning. It was a great way to spend the morning watching this I still don't have Nintendo Switch. And um, uh, they got Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. And I'm very much looking forward to Pokemon Gun. I'm excited about Pokemon Gun. What is this? Hopefully coming out soon. What is the meaning of this? Sword and Shield are the two games. You know Pokemon always does two games. Red and blue. I don't know any of this. Pearl and the other one. Is this a joke? No. They always do two games. And it, it is social inherently. The idea is... You get one version, and your buddy gets the other, and there are certain Pokemon that you can only catch in each one. So you have to trade with your friends, right? Hmm. You pair up, you hang out, you say, meet me at the basketball court in the neighborhood at 4 p.m. on Saturday, and we will trade Pokemon. It's trade drug drug transactions. Yeah, <laughs> you have a little transaction. Mm-hmm. What kind of neighborhood is this transaction taking place in? <laughs> Maple Hill. Oh, okay. Schwanksville. Got it. Pennsylvania. That That's different because you can meet up with certain people at the basketball court. It's going to be a different kind of transaction. That's right. It's going to be a different kind of discussion. That's right. Well, you know. Charizard right. ain't got shit on me. That's what I was running these streets. Wow. I was running these cul-de-sacs. The cul-de-sacs of Schwagsville. That's right. They, everybody understood. They knew what mm-hmm. time it was when you came on the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What Do we have any more trailers to talk about? Uh, oh, yeah. Twilight Zone. Oh, yeah. We have Twilight Zone. You see that? Uh, the new one. I have not watched the new one. I only watched that first one that oh, aired man. during the... Uh, what were you doing? I thought Blackout Congregation... That was a trailer. That was just Jordan Peele walking around saying, I'm doing Twilight Zone. Wasn't that enough? No. You knew you were in? Yeah, but that's not a trailer. All right. That didn't give me an idea of what's going to be Let me ask here. you this. When the truth is not the truth, what is the truth? What is the line? What? <laughs> <laughs> when the truth is not the truth, what universe are you even in? That's what I said. <laughs> right. Well, so I, does the trailer look good? It looks good to me, man. I see. I've seen a lot of people in there. A lot of darker skin folk uh-huh. in there. A lot of people that I don't normally see. I, I mean, we look back at Twilight Zone. You, you saw a bunch of white folks. Yes. You know. Yeah. I know Twilight Zone is on Netflix. I mean, for those of you that are like, "What is Twilight Zone?" It's on Netflix. You can check it out. Mm. Watch a couple episodes. Yeah. Think about Black Mirror, but. Before Black Mirror, the like what what was what inspired Black Mirror? Ah, it makes my heart hurt to hear that. What folks that don't know Twilight Zone and the reference that they would have is best Black believe they. I mean, well, you know, yeah, no, they don't. I, know who I, it I is. understand the reality of this. Whatever draws you to the source, I mean, Twilight Zone is great stuff, really great stuff, iconic, influential storytelling, mm-hmm. good stuff. All right, um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and I'm going to talk about some some Marvel stuff. Okay. So, um, Alan Horn. Familiar with this gentleman? No. All right. So, Alan Horn, he uh, had a conversation. What, wait, what is his role, first of all? Alan Horn, Disney film chief Alan Horn talks Fox merger, Star Wars, and Pixar post-John Lasseter. Okay. So, I wanted to jump into something specific that he had to stay here, say here, because as you know, Internet, you may not know, but we'll break you break break the news now from three weeks ago. Punisher canceled. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones canceled after the third season. So everything is gone. That's right. You know the relationship with um, 
Marvel Studios or Marvel TV and Netflix seems like it's going to be ending. That's right. So that's that. I think we've seen the writing on the wall a little bit because we know that Disney Marvel has their own streaming service coming soon. Mm -hmm. And here we are. Yeah. Right. Sever those ties. Yes. So what's happened is this guy, Alan Horn, Alan Horn, is that what I said his name was? Yeah. Alan mm -hmm. Horn had this conversation. He was getting interviewed. So here's one of the questions that was asked. 20th Century Fox film chairman, Irma Watts, Fox search, Searchlight co-heads Steve Guila and Nancy Utley and Fox 2000 chief. All right. I'm not going through all this. No. Um, bottom line, will the merger change Disney's um, prohibition on edgier PG-13 or even R-rated movies? Mm -hmm. That's the question. Because mm -hmm. I was trying to read it word for word, but I don't know how these people's names. Um, so here's what he said. With Fox, we can make movies that right now I say no to. Take Bohemian Rhapsody, which is PG-13. It's a hit movie and very, very good, but there's no way we can make it under the Disney label because the characters smoke cigarettes and other content. Did you say Bohemian Rhapsody was very good? Yes. I already do not trust this individual. Take it easy. All right. <laughs> uh, nor could we have made Warner Brothers R-rated Oscar-winning Argo because the characters smoke and use the F word. We always have to think about the smoking policy. The audience for a Disney movie may not know what they're going to see, mm -hmm. but they know what they aren't going to see. Mm -hmm. There are certain things we just can't include because we'll get letters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So yeah, that's why that's, you know, looking at what's going on with Marvel taking their stuff off of Netflix and now they're going to Disney Plus, Disney mm -hmm. Plus, yeah. and them having majority ownership in Hulu and this merger, it seems like what I'm hearing him say is with Fox, them owning Fox, they're going to be able to do more stuff that they weren't able to do before. They'll be able to divide the brand, it sounds like. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I don't know if you knew back in the day, that's what they did with this company called Miramax. Mm -hmm. And what was the other one they had? Is it? Is it? Uh, I forget what the other company was. Mm. But they used to make their R-rated movies through this sub com company. Sure. So, do you think that they're going to do that with the MCU and Star Wars? Do you I think they're going to move in that direction? Yeah. And put some of that stuff over there. I did. I do. I, I think they're going to have to because the way that Disney is expanding is they're expanding so wide. Mm -hmm. They're taking over so many properties yes. and so many distribu distribution properties uh, and franchises that they are going to have to fill that space, right? Like, they can't just leave a hole in the market. Like, ah, we, we're never going to make Deadpool again. Mm -hmm. Sorry. That would you be know? unwise of them. Right. They're not going to do that because the, the money is there. It's on the table as a fan base, right? And you have people who are ready to pay right now and will be ready to pay tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So when they take over these spaces, I, I think they're going to have to figure out an intelligent way of being behind these features, making this stuff, producing these properties, but doing it in a way that doesn't, you know, uh, put blood on Mickey's hands, so to oh speak. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? What on planet think Earth? that's just it. They what can't, on Disney World are you talking they, about? They can't do that. bloody handed Mickey? It's going to stain those gloves. Oh man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, you know, those those gloves, Mickey Mouse, you know, he comes from minstrel shows. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, like, they come from some shady business. They come from some bloody some bloody gloves. Yes, they do. Indeed. Uh, I'm sure he's changed them gloves from time to time. Yeah. I yeah. should hope. Yeah. But uh, I, I think it's intelligent for them to have to figure out how they're going to approach this. I mean, it just seems 
Like they have to. Wait, what other option do they have? They're not going to leave it. They're not going to cancel those those yeah. properties. I mean, you got to imagine like FX. Yeah. You know, you got American Horror Story. You've got Atlanta. You've got Pose. You've got the Americans. What are you going to just delete all of those? No. All that content? You got to let it rock out somewhere. And you've got people who have new ideas and stuff like that. So you don't buy an entire Fox. I mean, contrary to what some people believe, they did not buy Fox just for the X-Men. Mm-hmm. That's not what they did that for. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a lot of other ways to make money. So hearing him say that, and what's your issue with Bohemian Rhapsody? Terrible movie. I did Terrible? Not, yeah. I really did not like the movie. And it's one of those examples in which the the love and affection that it receives makes me dislike it more in the same way that it's like, you you know full well that Donald Trump is not a good dude, but when you see somebody appreciate him and say like- Are you comparing Bohemian Rhapsody to Donald Trump? I'm saying the effect is similar. Where no. You, yes. No. Yes, what are you talking about? Yes. Is it, when you, when you Bohemian see Bohemian Rhapsody or Donald Trump? I'm saying both are unworthy of affection. Wow. Yeah. Maybe a- Maybe I, I guess I'm getting lost in the comparison. Bohemia Rhapsody won it collected Oscars. Correct. It's a bad movie. Bad? Yeah. What's your letter grade for this? Oh, D. Easy. Really? Yeah. Below average. Below average. Here's here's what I'll say for that huh. movie. Is and, and maybe this is a good opportunity for us to transition over to the Oscars. Okay. Because we have to talk about who won, who lost. Mm-hmm. Um and Bohemian Rhapsody is a movie that doesn't have a director listed. Brian Singer was making that movie. Brian Singer of X-Men movie fans. Yes. Brian Singer is also under fire in controversy for a lot of allegations of sexual misconduct mm-hmm. and harassment. Mm-hmm. It's It's been a long time coming. These, these have been uh, allegations that have been coming toward him for a long time, but now they're finally being, you know, listened to. So we left the project like halfway through the movie being made and there was no director on the movie. So it couldn't win best director at the Oscars. It also got edited without there being a director in the room. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this clip going around on Twitter, but it's a a scene from the movie when the band meets their manager, the person who will manage Mm -hmm. Queen. Mm -hmm. And it is cut so badly. It's edited so poorly and this movie collected an Oscar for the best editing over Beale Street, over Spider-Verse, over Black Panther, over any other th- movie that was nominated. Mm-hmm. It's it's edited poorly. It's, it sucks. The thing that it made me want to do is watch real Queen music videos and real Queen performances. So it reminded me, yo, this band is great. I should go check them out. But this story blows I hated that movie. Wow. I really did. Really hated it. Hmm. In a similar way, I really, really disliked Green Book, but it, uh, Green Book's different. Green Book made me mad on principle because it was just pandering toward white people who want racism to be resolved by friendship. And I hate that. And I discovered, you know, the, the, the character in the movie Green Book, Tony Lip. Right, mm-hmm. he's the driver mm-hmm. played by Viggo Mortensen. Mm-hmm. Tony Lip eventually went on to play a character on the show The Sopranos, the real Tony Lip. Mm-hmm. He played the character Carmine. He died in 2013. I didn't realize it was the same guy. Okay, but Tony Lip, who admits in the movie Green Book that he was a bullshitter and great at bullshit, 
was the person who told this story. And then he died in 2013. And then his son told the story. And the people who told this story never consulted with the family of Mahersha Ali's character. So they just told a totally whack version of the story mm-hmm. that, you know, Mahershala Ali's character, that, that that character would not, that the family did not agree with the the did, way that the events did, were retold. Did they retold. disagree or did they not give their agreement? Both. Okay. They, they didn't want, they weren't asked to be a part of the movie mm-hmm. and they disagreed with the way that the events were depicted. Gotcha. Which is like, ah, uh, man, you can't just... So on principle, I don't like that movie. Okay, so we we just jumped. We did a lot. So let's, oh yeah, I'm, I'm let's, cartwheeling. No, I like it. It's cool. Let's let's circle back around. So I didn't feel that way about Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh huh. Bohemian Rhapsody, I liked. You did. I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun to watch. I thought it was a good story. You know, I did not nearly have any of these like. What I'm taking, like, aggressive dislike. I don't think, I, I, I mean, you like Superman Returns. I Not do. Superman Returns. Superman Returns. I have positive memories associated I with that I understand, but what I'm trying, you got to understand where I'm coming from. I'm measuring it up to Alita Battle Angel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? Something that you yeah. gave a B minus. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. And you're going, it's a D. And I'm going, it is not a D. But I can't tell you. What what to grade your stuff? And that's I'm the thing about the to, scale. Like, though. Process it like that's the scale. Though. How do you get there? The scale, even though it is touted as universal, uh, it is different because we have different references for mm-hmm. how it works, right? So Bohemian Rhapsody on on my scale, the way that I interpret D, I okay. re- I it made me mad. I didn't like watching it. It put me in a foul mood. You know, not me. Yeah. I was like, man, Queen is awesome. But that's the thing. Then Rami I went Malik on, is killing it. I went on YouTube and I watched, you know, Queen play Live Aid. I'm like, wow. Rami Malik did a great job. I think you don't think Rami Malik did a good job. I love Rami Malik. I understand that, but do you think he did a good job in this movie? He did fine. Okay. I, I think he did fine. I liked it. I think a lot of acting. In, I'll, I'll say the same happens for Christian Bale in the. Did you see Vice? I haven't seen that. Uh, Vice is an interesting movie. After I watched it, I thought. Am I glad I watched that? I'm not sure. But I like Adam McKay, the director, and I like the movie that he did previously, The Big Short. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was an interesting Didn't movie. Didn't he do Anchorman? Yeah. Great. And Ant-Man. Yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah. Um, and that's actually how Adam McKay got Galactus in the movie Vice. There's, I don't know what that means. There's, there's like a cut, and Galactus is in there. And uh, apparently he did that because Kevin Feige is a friend. Kevin mm-hmm. Feige from the MCU. Mm-hmm. Marvel Studios. Um, anyway, in Vice, Christian Bale plays Dick Cheney, mm-hmm. and he does what Christian Bale does best. He does he does that physical transformation. Right. You know, he's incredible. No one does that quite like Christian Bale. No one living anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's really remarkable to look at him and know that that is an actor that you know and love. But here he is a rotund guy, an older guy with a different affect. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that he you have as a perk, when you're an actor, when you are caked in makeup and transformed into a different shape, a different form, a different face, mm-hmm. I think you have a little benefit because you are not yourself. You don't look like yourself. You're transformed physically. And so you you have like a blanket to wrap yourself in and become another actor. I think Rami Malek had that a bit. With, with the, what? His teeth? Them teeth. 
But that didn't make his eyes. That didn't make his body. That didn't make his way. Sure, but I'm not ready to chalk up the entire performance to teeth. Not the entire performance. Well, I'm talking about his his performance as the main character of, um, what is the movie called? Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody. Rhapsody. Yeah. You know, Rami Malek, his performance was not just teeth. You know what I'm saying? Even though the teeth played a large role, but after a while, I just wasn't even paying attention to him. It was just a part of what he was doing on the screen. Yeah. I was into it. Yeah. I was into his performance. Mm -hmm. Now, so let's talk about the Oscars. He's a great actor, though. I think so, too. I mean, the only thing I've seen him in before is Mr. Robot, Mm -hmm. which he's great in. And this also shows some range because he's doing different stuff in this movie as well. Indeed. Um, But anyway, so Green Book. Green Book. One best picture. Yes. Yeah. One best picture. I disagree. Uh huh. I had Green Book as when we talked about it. I had it like number ten mm-hmm. of my top ten movies. Yeah, that's right. Of twenty eighteen, and that you know could have like flipped and flopped between you know a bunch of other movies. Yeah, but yeah, I had it at number ten. When I heard them say that that was the best picture, let's be honest here. I did not expect Black Panther to be best picture. Sure. But I definitely did not expect Green Book. Yeah. Green Book ain't better than A Star is Born. No. Green Book ain't better than, uh, um, what's the other movie? What what else was nominated? Black Klansman. Black, it's not better than Black Klansman. The Favorite, Roma, Vice, and Black Panther, The Star is Born. Yeah. Like, it's, if anything, I thought maybe. Oh, Bohemian a, Rhapsody was I in thought A Star is Born might, might take it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was I was guessing. I never saw Roma, but people are raving about Roma. I thought maybe Roma might come through and go, oh, okay, maybe it was really good. But Green Book was the last thing that I expected yeah. to become Best Picture. Now, I liked Green Book, and truth be told, I've always kind of been like, this is weird. Mahershala mm-hmm. is up for a Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the main actor of this movie, right? Mm-hmm. That's how I always like. I went to go I felt see the same way. I went to go see Green Book, thinking I was going to go see a Mahershala movie, right? And as I watched it in my mind, I watched a Mahershala movie. Yeah. To me, without Mahershala's character, there is no movie here. That's right. The, like, yeah. there's nothing to talk about without him. Never mind the fact that uh, Viggo Mortensen's character, quite literally works for Mahershala's character Correct. in this movie. Yeah. So, yeah, it is an interest. I found it interesting. So as to well. make so and I remember when he when they won, they're like, first we would think Vigo Mortensen without him, there's no movie. I'm like, what? Like, without Mahershala, there's no movie. The movie is about literally about him. Yeah. But I guess in their mind, I guess maybe I just missed it. You know what I'm saying? Because of I just don't live in that world where a movie about a white guy driving around the talent, driving around the best actor on the screen, driving around the person who's doing the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Well, he's, he's playing this guy. He's playing the you know Tom Tom Tommy Pickles. This 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 guy. Listen, you get the piano right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that th- you know what I mean. That guy is the lead in the movie. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. It didn't even strike. It didn't even cross my mind. I think I have an explanation that for he it. was the lead, or the movie was about him. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I saw that. 
you know, I don't know. I, I just... I think having I an explanation... I didn't take it that way. My, my explanation, the only one that I can conjure, because I agree with you, the only one that I can come up with is Viggo Mortensen's character in the movie has a transformation of motivation. He goes from literally throwing away glassware that black people drank from in right. his home because he is so deeply racist right. to... I like this black guy. He's my friend. Come over for dinner. Right. And so he has a transformation. And so I think in the eyes of the people who vote on the, I know, I think this is bullshit, but I think the, uh, the, in the eyes of the people who vote on this stuff are like, well, he has the character arc. Interesting. You know what's You so know what I mean? You know, I, you know what? Even as, though I disagree. As I'm hearing you say it out loud, I think what the reason why I missed that is because it's so unimportant to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he was racist. And I'm like, yeah, white people are racist. Yeah. <laughs> this is no, there's no story. That, like, that's not the story. The story is this guy. Yeah. The story is, like, that. the story is this person. And we get to find out about him and him having the conversation of, like, if I'm not man enough and I'm not black enough, then what am I? That's the story. Mm-hmm. Not, I guess black guys are all right. I guess the, I guess all these mulians are not so bad. Yeah. Like that's that. Yeah, that was. And, and, I, and, and, that's I, and the, that's, I, I like you saying it to me right now is the first time it even clicked that someone might have seen that as this Oscar worthy story. This is why this movie frustrates me so much because this is a, a story that is written about a white guy's transformation. Like what you and I are talking about. Uh-huh. It's written by white people from the perspective of white people. And odds are, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say the Academy, predominantly white people who vote on this film is the best movie. And I think these folks look at this film as this beacon of hope, like we can overcome our differences mm. and find one another for the people that we are and become friends and fix the world. And I think that is such a rudimentary, literally old, like an old perspective, an old insight to have toward race relations right now. I hear I've heard this before, and I'll, I'll copy the sentiment. I can't remember who originated this, but this movie would have been groundbreaking in 1980 something. But I think in 2019, I was driving Miss Daisy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And in 2019, I just don't think that it's up to snuff. You know what has a complicated look at race relations? Um, blindside, blind, blind spotting, blind spotting. Yes, blind spotting, which is one of my. Way ranked way higher. Than Terrific movie. Yes. Terrific movie. It, it has an, a complex, nuanced, and very real, not made up insight into, you know, race mm-hmm. and who you are and identity and how you find yourself and how you represent yourself. And uh, this movie, I think, is such a. It's like a. It's like a play school version, like a childish version. So inter- like I, I'm thinking I, back to our conversation before when you were telling me how much you didn't like Green Book, and I was kind of like, really? I just, mm, you know, and I just wasn't getting it. Yeah. And I think it's because I walked away watching a different movie than you did. Yeah. Because I was just so enamored and blown away by Herschela. And why would you not be? You know? Because he's great. Well, I, like I, what he I'm is saying great. is I took it as a movie about Dr. Don Shirley. Yeah. I didn't take it as a movie about Tony Lip. 
And what I took Tony it as, Lip was just literally the vehicle used to tell me the Dr. Don Shirley story. Yeah. That's that's what I walked away from it with. And the movie that I I received when when I watched this movie, what I took it as is white people made this and oh my god, they are so proud of it. I'm embarrassed. Hmm. But like what some white folks are so proud of this. They think it's huge. They think it's going to win. It's going to, you know, defeat racism. We're good. We got hmm. it as long as we got feel good stories. The the damn director uh, Farley you know, he gets up on stage, I think, when he won the award, and he says something like, you know, this movie is about how we can overcome our differences. I'm like, oh, man, I knew you would say that, because that's that's the line, you know? It doesn't even take any guts to say. It's about overcoming our difference. Eh, I don't know about that. Now, put Liam Neeses in this movie. He'd do some soul-searching. And figure out what's wrong with the the dynamic, and maybe we have a different product. I thought I, I, I took time to think about. It's not a good Liam Neeses. <laughs> I got nothing. I can't, right. I can't do that. Anyway, when Green Book won, I just I felt embarrassed. Like this is. I was kind of. I was, really when it won, I was like, "What? Yeah, that movie." It was more so not that this movie is terrible. It's that you pick that over all these other movies. Yeah. What are you talking about? All those movies are way better than this. But again. I think we talked about this a year ago or a couple years ago. I just don't look to the Oscars to tell me what the best movies are. I believe that is this wise. This was more like it showed more like, oh, that was a good movie. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I see how you picked those movies. Yeah. But in the past, it's been like, you know, you've heard me say this many times before. Phantom Thread. Mm. Oh, yeah. What? Oof. What is this movie? Yeah. So anyway. But while we're on the subject... In, in in spite of the fact that Black Panther did not take the best picture, right? it did win an award. It won a couple awards. And that's remarkable because Marvel has never had an Oscar award-winning film, mm-hmm. so it's, it's new for that. Mm-hmm. And furthermore, it means that this show, this little podcast, has featured an Oscar award-winning guest, Ruth E. Carter. Correct. Ruth... E. Carter won for costume design. Mm-hmm. She is an Academy Award winner, mm-hmm. and she and she deserved it. A hell of a lot of research I, went I, into that. I was like, I, I bet you one thing: if if there's one person who's gonna win today, I know it better be Ruth E. Carter. It's Ruth. It like yeah. There's no way you could have picked anybody else. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. So With I think you. that was definitely you know um, worth worthy. It was a worthy. John. Agreed. Um, actress in supporting role, Regina King. Mm-hmm. Dope. Regina King is great. Amazing. Deserves it. Animated feature film, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. Come on! Of course. Exciting. Yeah. Now, I do think that there's a conversation to have here. Like, yes, obviously, best animated feature. Now, it went up against Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, you know, Ralph Breaks the Internet. It went up against some solid other stuff. But my thing is like, I think Spider-Verse should have been in the just best picture conversation. Yeah, I agree. You know, the idea that you separate it because it's animated is interesting to me. Do you think there will ever be a day in which that does not happen? That an animated feature can win best picture? Well, it's interesting conversation because 
I was just, we were just talking about this whole idea of wanting to do a scripted podcast and, mm-hmm. you know, me wanting to be a voice actor and who's ever going to pick me to do voice acting, yada, yada, yada. And then me saying ultimately, well, I'm going to pick myself. Yeah. You know, I think when you look to someone else to give you permission to do things, mm-hmm. you got to play by their rules. Yeah. Now, there's going to be some of that in life, some things you just don't get to pick. But like we're saying about the Oscars, I don't need the Oscars to tell me what I think the best movie of the year is. Mm -hmm. And it seems like what the Oscars is doing is at least at this point right now, they're starting to kind of go, how do we make this work better? This, that, do we cut out this? No, don't cut that out. Okay. But Kevin, no, not Kevin Hart. Okay. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, No host, all different host. Like they're trying to figure it out because it seems like right now, they're kind of like fumbling the ball. Indeed, yeah. Because they're used to just running the same play yeah. for decades. And now they're going, well, this play is not working anymore. Yeah. What do we have to do differently here? Uh, most popular movie. No, not that. Okay. You know, like yeah. they're trying to figure it out. So who knows five, ten years down the line what's going to happen. But I do think there's change happening and the gatekeepers are recognizing that the that the gate doesn't doesn't enclose everything it used to. Yeah. You know, like I don't have to go through you to get my stuff done. Mm-hmm. I don't have to seek your permission and your approval, but we still recognize, listen, the directors of Spider-Verse price just went up. Yeah. You want them to do anything, it's going to cost more. You know what I'm saying? Like you want Mahershala two years in a row, you know what I'm saying? Best supporting actor. Look, you want Mahershala to do anything, price is going up. Yeah. So that does play a role, but at the same time, are they ever going to start looking at animated movies as regular feature films? Who knows, but do we really need them to I don't know. Do we need them to? I and that's a good question. I don't know. I I I guess that that's what it comes down to. What what value do we get from this? Is it just to be uh, equal footing? Is it to have acknowledgement? I mean, if we're looking at what the Oscars do in terms of sales, then yeah, I think it, it would be a beneficial thing. Even if I don't value their insight, no doubt nominated pictures and the winners they get a spike in sales. You know, people go and look them up online, which is why it would have been notable if Roma won Best Film because y'all could just fire up Netflix and watch that right, right now. Right. And that's the whole point. You got to know Netflix is sitting there going, mm-hmm, yeah. look at us, you know? Yeah. Did Ro- what Roma won Best best Director, Director right? Alfonso Cuaron. Best Foreign Film mm-hmm. as well. Did it win anything else? I'm not sure. Oh, it won Cinematography. Okay. Cinematography. Okay. And and perhaps others. Music score. My man Ludwig. Yeah. One for Black Panther. Yeah. He's been busy. Listen, Creed, uh, Black Panther. He also produced This Is America. Yeah. He's been Uh, producing Charles Gambino for a while. Exactly. Uh, I think he's doing The Mandalorian now. I think that's right. Ludwig out here making moves. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Good for him. Production design, Hannah Beachler. For Black Panther. Also a big deal. As well. She's been a, a collaborator with him on Lemonade. a lot. Lemonade. Mm-hmm. She did Black Panther. I mean, Black Panther. She did uh, Lemonade for Beyonce. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like some of the stuff that should have won, won in those other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, short film animated, Bow. Have you ever seen that? The I did. Joint? I've seen all of the, anim- or all of the shorts. Uh, I went to the... Uh, 
the Ritz Bourse some weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And on a Sunday, you could catch a double feature. You see all of the animated shorts and you see all of the live action shorts. Uh, Bao, I'm really excited about that. A very good friend of mine was one of the pro- producers on that picture. Really? His name is Dave Lally. Shout out to you, Dave. Thanks for the five stars and positive comment. Come on the podcast and talk to us. Yeah, dude. I remember when... Uh, Can you I was, get him on the podcast? Absolutely. Right. I, I, Dave is a great guy. He's very talented. He's got a huge and, and incredibly talented team. So I'm just proud of him and everything he does at Pixar. Um, I also remember watching all of the live action shorts that day mm-hmm. and pretty much disliking all of them but one. And uh, one one of them that I, I think I disliked, not the most, but really, really, really did not like at all one for best live action Is short. It period? It was a movie called Skin. And oh. I... I saw a guy. I saw a guy who was like black. A white dude who's all black. Mm-hmm. It, it the whole premise was like, how would you deal with your racism if we tattooed you so much that you were black now? And it, I thought that was such a tone deaf way of looking at what race is. Like, I'm, it's not. I don't know I don't think about that. that. That's, what, I, that's not what it is. I you'd have to see the movie. Making yourself a leper is. Uh, <sighs> If we tattooed your skin so much that it's black, mm-hmm. now you're... That's not how yeah. it works. No, and it's 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 even more messed up. So in that movie, it's all about this white guy who is deeply racist. He's he's basically a Nazi. He's a neo-Nazi, and it's him raising his son. And, and they show you how he's a good dad, and he does fun things with his son. They go to a grocery store. They see uh, a black guy, and the black guy was you know, making funny faces at the son and like making him laugh playing with an action figure, a Power Ranger or whatever, making the kid laugh. And the dad gets mad, like, you talking to my kid? And so they beat the shit out of this guy in the parking lot of the grocery store, leave him hospitalized. And then a little bit later, uh, this the black man in the character uh, in the movie has no name, by the way. Mm-hmm. They never name him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later, that that character who was hospitalized, his family, group of black men in a van, kidnap the white dude, torture him, tattoo his whole body, kind of like... Uh, uh, Django style retribution, you know, okay. ultra violent sort of shit. Okay, and then you know, it's like, what would what would your life be like if you were all black? That's not I, how it works. I was so mad about it, and it won. It won. I thought it was so tone deaf, so messed up. Most what, people have so not wait, seen that they movie. Think I'm gonna give you a black tattoo, and then you'll know what it's like to be black. Yeah, not quite. Yeah, not quite how it works. So messed up. There was one film in it, of all of them that I saw. It was called Marguerite, and it was a very beautiful movie. And I thought that should have won. But look, I'm not a part of the Academy. Call me back, Academy. Listen. listen. What'd you do with my resume, Academy? They, they said, we good. All right. Visual effects. We got Avengers Infinity War. They didn't like my opinions on Jupiter Ascending. Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin. <laughs> first Man, Ready Player One, Solo, A Star Wars Story. Yeah. Out of all that, First Man? I like. Have you seen Infinity War? Yeah. Have you seen Ready Player One? I don't know. Visual effects they give it to First Man. I mean, First Man definitely impressed me, but but not for visual effects. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Like Thanos threw up moon. (laughs) He threw a moon. Yeah. Like Doctor Strange made himself into like a, a hundreds of strangers. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling went to the moon. Big deal. 
Thanos threw a moon. Hello. Without even touching it. Come on. That that's that's a visual effect. Goodness right. gracious. I mean, anyway. I'm with you. So writing adapted screenplay, Black Klansman, Spike. Very excited. It was dope to see Sam yeah. give Spike the award. I think a lot of people have characterized that award as the lifetime award because he's been working. He's been earning it. Yeah. Black Klansman was not necessarily my favorite movie, but you know he's been earning this for a long time. It was probably pretty special for Ruthie Carter to see that too. She's worked yeah. on many of his films. Yeah. Ruth, Ruth. I mean, if you listen to our episode, Spike and Ruth, that was one of the first things that um, Ruth did. Ruth has been getting busy for a long time. Good for her. Yeah. All right. So that's that's that on the uh, on the Oscars. Oscars is whack. I still Oscars wish. so whack. Oscars so whack. I still wish Widows was in there somewhere. That was a good movie. Come on, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> No. How do you shut me down on this? Little Nieces. Oh, I don't want to. He's problematic now, but it was still a good movie, and he got what he. I mean, had coming. but you don't like Bohemian Rhapsody, but you're telling me that you wanted Widows, yes, to be in this. Yes, I'm. I'm. It's, it's lost on me. <laughs> I'm missing it. I'm gonna prepare some slides. Put a like PowerPoint presentation together. Yeah, help me out. Catch me on my YouTube page, all right? Adam dot uh, explains it all, and uh, you, you you see my video essay. <laughs> Adam Tetris explains it Tetris all. Tetris explains it all. Check my video essay about the plot of Rush Hour Three, and then catch me talking about widows. Okay, I like um, it. So speaking, we talked about Avengers in the in the um, the visual effects. Yeah, I got some some news here. Yes, Chris Hemsworth. Oh. Thor mm-hmm. is going to be playing Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You do? Yeah. I Talk th- to me. Think he can do it? Talk to me. Listen, man, he'd be out here. He's Thor. Mm-hmm. Get in the gym, grow the hair out. That means some facial hair. Make sure it's all the same color. Yeah. That's right. He's got to have the skin the color of a hot dog. Look. That's how he looks. And the thing is, Greased from what up. I understand, this is supposed to be before... This is kind of like the the rise up to being, you know, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. I think he can do it. I know he can do it. Yeah. I'll ask you this question. Go for it. Should he do it? What do you mean? Does Hulk Hogan deserve a movie? What do you mean deserve? I mean, he's still living. Okay. And he has done some really terrible stuff. Okay. Does he deserve a movie that will, you know, paint him as... The protagonist, the hero, the good guy. This is tell. This is telling history. This is offering a version of history to people who didn't grow up with Hulkster. I guess I'm. I guess I'm kind of like not quite grasping it. It's like Hulk Hogan was and is a WWE legend. He is, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he, action figures and posters, like, he played a huge role in the lives of a lot of people. Yeah. Do you feel like he's at a point where we should, like, erase him from, like, the celebratory parts of his life? Like, he's not worthy of discussing? No, no. I don't I don't think we should erase him. But I'm thinking about what a, a movie can and will do. Because he will be, you know, the hero of the movie. He's the protagonist of the movie. Well, how do we know that? 
well, I mean, he's being played by an extremely handsome dude who's definitely got star power. You're and, thinking and if good he was favor. played by Mickey Rourke, it'd be different. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's de- it's entirely different. You know with Mickey Rourke, the wrestler is a great movie. I love wrestler. So you want you want the wrestler? You want Mickey Rourke to play him? Who's the director? Uh, that, that was uh, Darren Aronofsky. You want Aronofsky to do the Hulk? But it's already been done. I, I like a Hulk movie in my eyes. Is our, it was the wrestler? And that's basically they didn't use a real wrestler, but mm-hmm. it, it felt like very much a movie about. Somebody like the Hulk, mm-hmm. or somebody less famous than the Hulk, somebody who is, you know, a little dried out and having a hard time making ends meet. What I know about Terry, the Hulk Hogan, uh, you know, back in the early aughts, like 2006 or something like that, you know, he was out here saying the N word often and never really apologized for that. Okay. And I think that's messed up. And he's had a lot of time. And he's also, he sued Gawker Media mm-hmm. and like, put them down in a big way and got mm-hmm. this huge settlement, mm-hmm. you know, because he didn't like the way they were talking about him and the didn't news they like, they were spreading didn't they about like him. something about like a sex tape something or something about like a that? sex tape. I, I think he has mostly been in, in, in his later years, what I would call a heel in wrestling. He's, okay. he's not been a good guy. And so I'm not excited about a movie that's going to frame him as what well, I expect. How do we know what the movie's going to do? I fully expect it will frame him as a good guy. I do. Well, Okay, so if the Hulk Hogan story starring Chris Hemsworth turns into, isn't this guy great? Isn't this guy great? America. And that this music is just playing the whole time. And he's walking back and forth like, ah, let me hear you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, brother. He's 22 inch pipe. Like, if that's the movie, it's going to be corny. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a bad movie. Sure, definitely. And I don't expect them to just make a trash movie. If they're going to do a story about young up and coming Hulk Hogan, I would assume there's going to have some like ups and down ebbs and flows, some like it's going to be dynamic. It's not just going to be like this straight upward trajectory of this really, really simple one note guy. There's got to be conflict for sure. But the reason I mentioned earlier, he, he is still alive and I don't think, I think he's consulting on the, on the movie. All the more reason why he's definitely going to be painted the hero. I grew up. Also, did you, did you see, uh, did you see the, what's the joint about NWA straight out of Compton? Mm. Straight out of Compton, yeah, sure. you know, you got Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, you know, who are um, consulting on the movie. Yeah, depending upon who you talk to, that's either good or bad. There, there's they they have their issues. Yeah, they got their stuff, known and unknown. Yeah, you know, and that story wasn't like, look how dope these guys are, top to bottom. It was like, well, let's go through our perspective of the story that we want to tell, but sure. here's the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of what it was like to be a part of NWA. Sure, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's possible to tell a story, but yeah, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube weren't going to be like, paint us out to be horrible people. No, you know no, I mean? no, no, no. Yeah, and I mean, of course, I have to point out the obvious, which is the, the perspective of being uh, Dre and, and, and Ice Cube on the come up and how much they had to fight against and the mm-hmm. work that they had to do mm-hmm. to be, you know, respected and to, to earn. Right. And then, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan, who was, you know, the, he was, I have the slightest idea what the Hulk Hogan story is. So well, that's, that's the, I think that's he's, the thing he, for You me. know, he's like the great white hope. He's the Patriot. He's I, I don't, our see, American hero. I don't, well, that here's the, here's the thing. Yeah. I know little kid Hulk Hogan. Cool. 
Yeah. That, that's what I know about Hulk Hogan. Right. I know, yeah, Hulk Hogan, awesome. Mm-hmm. I know more about Batman than I know about the real human being Hulk Hogan. Sure. I don't know his story. I don't know where he's from. I don't know what his, when you said it, what's his real name? His, his real name is Terry. Ne- never knew that. Yeah. I don't know any of that stuff. Hulk Hogan is a comic book character. Understandable. To, to, to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do know like the like the news stuff that you're talking about. And that to me is kind of like, oh, I guess Hulk Hogan is not. A, it's similar to The Rock. I don't know nothing about The Rock in yeah. like real life. Like, well, that's actually not true. I do know about The Rock. Mm-hmm. The Rock story is kind of out there. He's told like his background, who his mother, who's who his mother and his father is, Rocky yeah. Maivia, yada yada yada. So I know more about him. Yeah. And it's all. It's also he. He's coming up in a time when social media and his story is a part of his brand. Mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan, I don't know nothing about it. Understood. And and the, I grew up with with Hulk Hogan. I consider myself a Hulkster, man. I was a uh, Hulkamaniac. You're a Hulkamaniac. And I loved watching the Hulk. I had, you know, his say, action Say figures. your prayers. Yeah. Did you I, say your prayers? I, I said my prayers. Did you eat your I'm vegetables? I'm a real American. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everything was, you know, uh, uh, brush your teeth, brother. Don't make your mom upset, brother. And he was just all about like you know he raised you. Yeah, no, he didn't raise me. <laughs> but in a way, he, in a way, he did. You know, he, he was like morality. He was an you. action hero for me growing up, and I have to, pun intended, grapple with that. I have to wrestle with that when I find out about his flaws. I don't believe that he, as a real human being, has uh, uh, reckoned with his flaws. Enough that it makes me happy to see him the star of a movie. And the reason that I'm saying that is because we live in a world in which Green Book is the best picture. And so I just don't think, you know, these things will be dealt with. I don't believe that they will. You know what this dude said? He's like, the reason I was saying the N-word all the time is because that's what me and my friends would say when we grew up in Florida. N-word this, N-word that. It's like, that's not an apology. That's, what is this? I'm, I'm. I haven't seen him behave differently, even though he is an action hero and he raised me when I was a little tyke jumping off of my bedpost and hurting myself in the name of justice. And I love him for that, but I also I grapple with him for that. And so I look at the decision making that it takes to put that man in a movie. And in a weird way, maybe this is morbid, but after he dies... I might have a different way of seeing things because I believe that they'll have a different way of telling the story because he's not going to be around to sue them like he did Gawker. Hmm. So I don't know. I'm just, let me say this. Tell me. Complicated feeling about this. Complicated feeling. Childhood hero. Haven't seen him uh, fix some problems that I, I, I see in his life. So I'm not sure. Love Chris Hemsworth. Love the idea of doing pro wrestling movies. Just the idea that it has permeated our our society and pop culture enough that it could be greenlit. That's exciting. I love Glow, the this the show mm-hmm. on Netflix. Yep. I love the movie The Wrestler. I I enjoy pro wrestling, but I'm just wondering: is he the one? And we, and we will find out. Well, I'm not going to get in front of that train and stop it successfully. This, are you going to go see it? It's a Netflix movie, so you bet I'm going to plop my ass down <laughs> and watch it on Netflix. You're going to find out about being a real American. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're going to find out. So let's uh, let's close out with this uh, Brie Larson story. 
You got no any details about that? What's going on with that? You want to recap this one? Um, so basically, the long and short of it is Brie Larson. Um, I think I might have a quote here. You want Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, Captain My Captain. That movie comes out hella soon. We're going to see it on Monday. Yeah. All right. So I think here's here's a quote. So the bottom line is Brie Larson was making some commentary about you know her press junket. That's right. And the people who were there, and she had something to say. This was in press a junket interview with Marie Claire magazine. So let's see what we got here. Um, about a year ago, I started paying attention to the to what my press days looked like and the critics reviewing movies and. And notice it appeared to be overwhelmingly white males, says Larson to Brown in the interview. So I spoke to Dr. Stacy Smith at the USC Annenberg Inclusion Initiative, who put together a study to confirm that. Moving forward, I decided to make sure my press days were more inclusive. After speaking with you, the film uh, critic Valerie Complex and a few other women of color, it sounded like across the board they weren't getting the same opportunities of others. When I talked to the facilities that weren't providing it, they all had different excuses. I want to go out of my way to connect the dots, Larson added. I just took me, it just took me using the power that I've been given now as Captain Marvel. Um, the role comes with all the, these privileges and powers that make me feel uncomfortable because I don't really need them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah. So that's that's the commentary that she was making about just the people that are out there when she's going doing this press run. And yeah. it doesn't seem like it's from, from reading that it's not just the press run. It's the commentary in general. Yeah. Um, so here's some of the stuff that people are saying. Here's what some people walked away from that with. The, you mean the retribution stuff? Yeah. Here's what the internet is saying. Yeah. Internet is saying Brie Larson said, I hate white men. Okay. Now this is what the internet is saying. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Brie Larson said, I don't want white men to see, white men to see my movie. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to do interviews with white men. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want white press at my press junkets, which is not no what Brie Larson said at all. It just takes me. Um, I I feel annoying every time I bring this up, but there was so much wisdom shared on this night. It takes me back to listening to Ta-Nehisi Coates at Penn when he says white people are crazy. They have to be. They have to convince themselves of this reality that they have fabricated to keep themselves superior, to keep themselves preserved on top. And it's the perfect example. Not just white people. You got these men out here saying that Brie Larson is being racist. I'm using air quotes. Brie Larson is being sexist because she noticed this. My favorite part of this story is what preempted that quote that you read from Brie Larson, Mm -hmm. everything that she said. Mm -hmm. She said in a response to a question, the woman that she was interviewing with, her name is Kia Brown. Mm -hmm. And Kia Brown is a black woman who has a disability. And Kia Brown asked Brie Larson, what is it that made you talk to me? Because historically, you know, at these press junkets, people generally avoid talking to people with a disability. It's like, I'm, I'm not a popular interviewer. Right. Folks don't come and seek me out. And Brie Larson did. She had her on a list of people to talk to. Mm-hmm. And that was the response she gave. And I feel proud. Like she's being a, an actual Marvel superhero. Right. In the way that she responded. 
Right. Doing hard work and saying, you know, what I could do is nothing. Mm -hmm. What I could do is just talk to all the white faces that come to all of my press junket. Of course, it's a Marvel movie. It's not surprising. I could just talk to them all day long. But what I prefer to do is have your perspective. Mm -hmm. That's... And then she credits the power that she's been giving, the platform that she's been given for her ability to do this. Mm -hmm. Man, I feel inspired. Do I feel like Captain Marvel just told me I'm not allowed to see her movie? Come the fuck on. No. Right. No. So, of course, we had they had to go through and clarify this because <laughs> My people God. are taking this and saying she said things that she didn't say. And we know people are trying to do the Rotten Tomatoes thing where yeah. they're trying to trash the movie. So this is some of the response. Quote, the saying, when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like opp- oppression, applies a lot these days, but it feels especially and unfortunately relevant in the conversations around Captain Marvel. Star Brie Larson has made reasonable and refreshing calls for inclusivity in the press access around the Marvel Cinematic Universe film, which some dudes have taken wrongly to mean, quote, no white men allowed in the clubhouse, a clubhouse that they've guarded for, oh, pretty much the entire history of film journalism. Mm. In an interview with the Washington State D.C. Fox station, she clarifies what she meant for anyone who has still, who was still confused about her statements. And this is what she says, quote, what I'm looking for is to bring more seats up to the table. The Oscar-winning actress said when she was asked by the interviewer about the angry response, no one is getting their chair taken away. There's no, there's not less seats at the table. There's just more seats at the table. So the fact that she has to go through and clarify that is like, come on, y'all. Yeah. It's unfortunate that we got to go through all this. It is. That, that. That quote that the writer was saying of when you're accustomed to privilege, equality feels like oppression. That's real. Yeah. That's what people go through. You that know, is. like the idea of, hey, let's bounce this out. Like, no, wait a minute. You mean I have to, I can't do what? Like mm-hmm. the idea of even being kind of like redirected or reprimanded is like, how dare you? Are you saying, and the idea of gaslighting, like, are you saying that you don't want white men to come see your movie? It's like, who? Who said that? Yeah. When did anybody say that? Yeah. Yeah, no no one ever said that. It, it doesn't appeal to logic. It doesn't appeal to history or fact. It's just emotion. You spend all, all, all your life floating above the ground that when, you know, someone either floats up to the same level with you or asks mm-hmm. you to come down, it's like... <sighs> I, 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 it's frustrating that they even... That anyone, Brie Larson, Marvel, Disney, anyone felt the need to clarify these statements. I do appreciate the fact that she didn't recant her statement. Brie Larson didn't say, you know, I shouldn't have said that. Let me fix it. Mm -hmm. It wasn't something like that. You know, she just expanded upon what she had initially said. Right. I just, I, I feel proud to have an actor playing a role and being on on par with the the character that she's playing, you know, like be, being a real hero. I just think that is so dope. That's really cool. She doesn't have to do that. She doesn't have to do anything, but she's using her her power and privilege in my mind for good. Mm-hmm. Does this make you feel differently about the movie? Does it make, like affect you in any way? I was gonna go see it anyway. Yeah, you know. Um, and if anything, like it, it, I think it. This kind of goes back to Green Book. It's almost like. 
maybe this is a good thing. It's like maybe some of the things that other people kind of get up in arms about, I'm just kind of like, man, that's just racist people being racist. That's just, you know, prejudiced people being prejudiced. At a certain point, it does kind of like roll off roll off your back and it seems like that's happening more to me yeah. i'm kind of just going oh all right well people are saying that brie larson said that she doesn't want white people to see her movie brie, brie larson probably didn't say that yeah. you know yeah. what i mean and then when you read it you kind of go yeah that's about right yeah you know moving on so we want to see the screening or what now brie larson was actually like hey i have an issue then we got something to talk through and also, there's other stuff going on that deserves that kind of energy. But as soon as I even caught wind of this, I was like, this is probably not what's going on. It seems like this instance is is creating some functional uh, change and some change in design for the way that Rotten Tomatoes works. Because apparently, thanks to the fact that all of these angered people on the internet have review-bombed Captain Marvel before it's even come out, before the screener has even come out. I think it's sitting at like a 50% or something like that, mm-hmm. the audience score. Rotten Tomatoes has issued this announcement that they're going to change the way that the website works and they will no longer accept or publish the audience score before the movie comes out. Mm-hmm. Just ain't happening. You can't do this. You can't right. try to sandbag a movie before it comes out because you are frustrated with some piece of media or an interview. Yeah. And like, you know, we've seen countless films be affected by this. The uh, most recent Star Wars movie that came, well, maybe not Solo, but before that, Star Wars Episode Eight. you know, guys didn't like it. Didn't like that there were characters like Rose Tico in it. So, you know, they go and they bomb their movie score. This is trash, man. Don't Don't ruin it for other people. Don't pee in the pool. <laughs> you know, don't pee in the pool. Get out of the pool. Just get out. Bottom line. <laughs> oh. Let's just let's just cut to the chase. Stop peeing in the pool, internet. <laughs> Ruin yeah. it for everybody else. Let me let me let me personally be specific. Stop peeing in the pool, white people. Okay? Stop. Stop it. I mean, you know. Yikes. The world is full of human beings. They're all over the place. <laughs> that, is, that is the most diplomatic thing that a person can say. They're everywhere. What do you feel about it? Well, the world is full of human beings. <laughs> They're all over the place. They're everywhere. <laughs> but that is, this, that's, that's kind of like a, that's, that's a inside joke that I say with myself when I'm frustrated. I'm like, humans. They're everywhere. Yeah, you do. You have said that. <laughs> They're everywhere. That is. You can't get there. there no matter which way you go. Freaking human. <laughs> but that kind of goes with my we're all bad guys saying. It's yeah. like, you know, you're always going to have to deal with somebody else. Yeah. And humans are good for, you know, sometimes humans, you know, they encourage you, they lift you up. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they let you down. And you be <laughs> like, well, you are human. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I am dealing with these creatures called humans. Yeah. And they do tend to function in this particular manner. Yeah. I, I love that line. That is a classic line. Humans, they're everywhere. <laughs> All you over gotta, the place. You got to shake your head while you say it. What can I tell you? Let's end on a positive note. Mm-hmm. You talked about this on the Little Junto. Yeah. Howard the Duck. Yo, Howard the Duck. Marvel has four, I think, animated I TV so. shows yep. coming to Hulu. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I can't remember what all of them are, but, but I know that one of them. I'm sure, there's one you can remember. I remember that one of them is Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck is going to be brought to the small screen on Hulu and streaming devices by Kevin Smith. Uh, at least he's one of the members of the team. Modoc is getting one as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm excited. Octavius. Yep. Howard the Duck in a cartoon. Makes sense. The Chip Zdarsky comic book was funny. It was really good, even though it was short-lived. And Howard the Duck was created by Steve Gerber. Go on. In the pages okay. of Adventure into Fear. Take us there. Starring Man-Thing. All right. Steve Gerber created the character Howard the Duck in a Man-Thing comic. It is entirely possible, nay, conceivable, mm-hmm. that Man-Thing will be in a cartoon. Easy humor. What are the Low chances? brow. What are the chances? I'm gonna say, eighty five percent chance. Adam, man, thing is showing up. I want you to think about this. Yeah, uh-huh. and I want you to really take a moment, take a beat. Give me a percentage because I feel like you just reacted. <laughs> okay, give me a percentage. Would you really, really think the chances are that man, thing is going to be? In this cartoon. 90% that Man-Thing can show up. I just think it's possible. I'm, yes, it's I'm, possible, sure. I'm, I'm putting myself, I'm putting my brain inside of the writer's head, inside of Kevin Smith, and thinking, what opportunities do you have to make jokes about this guy named Man-Thing? And he's a big lug. Uh-huh. The, the opportunity is there. Come on. Is Silent Bob really going to ignore the opportunity to put a... Like mute man character joke. who just stands around and then has this presence and maybe once in a while has some impact on the rest of the. I think I think Silent Bob might see some things in common with. You man keep thing. calling him Silent Bob like that's all he's ever done. I'm just saying. <laughs> Even though they they are doing Jay and Silent Bob reboot. But, uh, see, it that's just all kind of folds into one another. Sure, I don't know which one it is. It all folds into one another. I'm very excited about this possibility. Are you tweeting Kevin Smith? Absolutely, I'm tweeting Kevin Smith. Man Thing is currently in the Avengers. Uh, Jason Aaron is running the Avengers right mm-hmm, now. I'm picking mm-hmm. those up. Uh, it's a smaller version of Man Thing. This one is called, stay with me, Boy Thing. No. Yeah. No. Look, here's the thing. No. On behalf of the fan Right things, now, I'm going <laughs> On behalf of the fan boy, things, boy Thing? Yeah, look, we're not happy about it, <laughs> but we'll take what we can get. Beggars oh, can't be choosers. My Beggars gosh. can't be choosers. We can't. We can't choose Marvel, Kevin Feige, get at me, slide into my DMs, or let me slide into yours. I have ideas. We shouldn't have, we shouldn't have to deal with boy thing, but here we are. Listen, I just want you to be careful when you're sliding into Kevin Feige's DMs. With not, boy, touching with, it, with, not touching it, not touching it, not touching it. Boy thing idea. Not touching it. Just, I am not leaving Neverland right be, now. I'm careful. not touching it. I'm just saying... Uh huh. You know, don't get your hopes up. My favorite character demands respect, and and I'm. Why refuse. is it boy thing? What does that even mean? In the story, they, they this, made him a kid. In the yeah, in in this story, the main villain of the Avengers right now, the Colonel, uh, has taken a a sprig from the Man Thing in the Everglades, took a piece of him, mm-hmm. and regrew it and chained him up and carries him around as like a, a in captivity. Why? Show me a picture of this. Because he's hunting vampires. And what do you need, Octavius, when you hunt vampires? Wooden stakes. So he's just using him for, he's pulling stakes out of him? Time to lock and load, boy thing. I grew him from a trimming I stole off a swamp monster in the Everglades. If you want to wage war on vampires, you need a good supply of wooden stakes. 
which he generously provides. Does he look generous? He looks sad, man. He ain't happy to be here. That's terrible. It's terrible. This is the state of my fan base. This is, this is the state that we live in. One day we will be represented by Kevin Smith. By Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at, at uh, that Kevin Smith <sighs> and see if he's going to put man thing, boy thing, teen thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Take whatever we get. Some version. Whatever thing we get. Some version Everything. of. Everything. Yeah, that ting in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm excited for you. You I'm know excited what? For the possibilities. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Humans, man. Yeah. They're all over the place. Every, everywhere you look. <laughs> you know what I mean? You yeah. got to learn to live with them. That's all right, right. That's episode 104. Is that 104 we're on? 104. All right. Hit us up at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedderis, at Comic Book Junto. Let us know what your thoughts are on the various topics we talked about today. Also, ask us questions using hashtag AskCBJ on Twitter. And we are going to see you soon on the internet somewhere. That's right. We're going to probably be doing more little Juntos between now and the next episode. Yeah. We're going to be going to see Captain Marvel, a screening, this coming Monday. Now, the uh, uh, review embargo does not lift until Tuesday, the following day. That's probably why they showed uh, it to us on Monday. Yeah, so we'll get to see that. We'll, we'll put our thoughts together. We'll have a new one-shot for you, hopefully coming fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- with any luck, you'll be able to listen to the one-shot right after you see the movie yourself next week. I'm excited, man. Me too. I'm also thinking about the fact that after Captain Marvel and then after Endgame and then after Spider-Man, no Marvel movies are announced. They're going to be announcing... the. Ne- they're not announcing any more Marvel movies until after Spider-Man um, Far From Home. That's right. So we, we have big things coming for us. You know? I, I think... Captain Marvel is kind of the origin story of the next wave. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing about Captain Marvel is she is preparing us to because MCU's kind of been quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot been going on. Well, you know, fifty percent of it is uh, yeah, mm-hmm. bit the dust. That's right. So I think that Captain Marvel is the thing to kind of like reignite the excitement about the MCU again. Yeah, because since Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's kind of been chill, you yeah. know? Like, mm-hmm. no one's really like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Now, the fandom is, but I think if, I think if, you know, if they're thinking the way I'm thinking, they're going to go, well, let's use Captain Marvel to introduce this new character and then give us, give them some sort of teaser at the end that gets yeah. everybody going, oh my gosh, I can't wait till next month. Yeah. I, it's it's just unbelievable to even hear that because next week we get Captain Marvel and then next month, Endgame. Mm-hmm. We are flying toward our end, my friends. End All of sight. End of what? The end of something. The end of the game? The end of the game. The end game. And that game? Jumanji. Oh, well, thank oh, you. We, all right. Thank you. Full circle. Thank you. Thank and you. You're that's too kind. episode 104. You're too kind. Thank you. Thank we you. love y'all. Thank you. Until next time. You're too kind. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>